On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, November 12th, and and 20. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. Ethan, uh, unfortunately, is not here again, uh, but we do have our friend Kyle Demetrius from the Lockdown Sharks podcast, and we're going to do something a Hello. little bit fun today. Let's welcome him in. Kyle, how's it going? Good to isn't have you. Isn't that, isn't that what Ethan does? He just says, yeah, Hello, he just randomly. interrupts me like See, right I'm in keeping... the middle of the. Uh... I'm keeping the spirit alive while he's on his spirit quest eating peyote. Yeah, Ethan uh, is a burning man. Hopefully he'll be with us by the end of the week. I, I don't really think he will be, though. Uh, he's yeah, there's a, a lot of burning going on with Ethan. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, doing, we're doing something a little different today, Kyle. We are uh, – I texted you and I said, hey, you know, Ethan uh, is still rolling. Can you come and guest host tonight? And you said, of course. And then we were talking about what are we going to do? And basically what the gist of today's episode is – this the red wings and sharks were both very very good between it, it we'll just say in the what's the odds is that how the, people the refer odds. to well, it san jose the was odds. also good into the teens so. for sure but the red wings were too when we actually we we yeah. probably might have been uh best off like pushing it into the teens. Uh, but so what we're going to do is we're taking all of the, the Red Wings rosters and the Sharks rosters from 2003. Oh, we're taking the Sharks oh. rosters too? Oh, yeah. We don't have to. No, I was doing just straight Detroit. Oh, no, I was doing Red Wings and Sharks. Oh, oh. I mean, like, I'm <laughs> oh, not no. going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot of extra guys on my list. Uh why don't we just keep it to straight Detroit? Because okay. it is a Detroit podcast. Well, we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, Kyle, you know, he's a big hockey fan. He, uh, being a Sharks fan, obviously has some familiarity with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so what we're going to do then, I guess we're, we're changing this up on the fly here. Well, on the fly for me, not on the fly for you. You know it was up. I did not. Uh, we are going to pretty much see who can draft the best roster using only players from 2003 to 2010. Now, a couple disclaimers on this being that you only get credit for the resume that they accomplished within those eras. So let's take Steve Eisman, for example. Steve Eisman, a Hall of Fame player. We named him on this podcast the greatest Red Wing of all time. Nice. You didn't bow down to the How fanatics. I did not. Nice. Uh, but but his career from 2004 to 2006 wasn't – he's not the same player – or 2003 to 2006. He's not the same player uh, as he was, you know, back in 90 – whenever, <laughs> in the 90s, any time before that, when he wasn't 36 uh, years old. So we are going to only get the resume out of those players. Now, there are some players who have a very short tenure in that window, but they still have pretty good careers. And basically, I think uh, – the, the thing we need to explain up front is that you are taking the average of what this player did. So hypothetically, if you have a player who has 100 points uh, in one season, you would take him over the guy who has 80 points over five seasons because you're just getting that player 
in the, in the average of what they did in the Red Wings uniform from 2003 to 2010. Yeah, and having a guy who was like a – obviously you're not going to take the guy who took spent six seasons there and had one amazing season and five bad ones because obviously he averages out to like not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want, you want to hit those guys that had the highs who are going to help your our fantastical Detroit teams the most uh, in the moment. So um, sorry, Kirk Mulpey, but – <laughs> you're not you're not helping anybody actually you, he might be just for a, a reason i'll get into later but yeah those guys are not going to be as valued as as some of the guys who had really high high peaks and short short bursts because uh, um, we're trying to win the fictional cup now i guess yes this is correct uh so kyle how did you want to so so we're going to do top six actually we're going to do top six forwards and top four d so there's going to be a lot of players and a goalie and a goalie uh, who are coming off the board. Um, so, yeah. H- how did you want to decide what uh, – how, how we first? kind of do this thing? Okay, so what's your favorite genre of music? Ooh, that is a really tough question that I don't know if I can really necessarily even answer. Do you have, do you have, a, do you have like, one that you're listening to now? More um, in particular? No, I'd say just, like, you know – uh, I listened to I listened to two Matchbox Twenty albums today. Matchbox Twenty. I mean, that's okay. not my favorite genre, but I did do that. So no, I guess... no, we 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 can go with this. Okay, so Matchbox Twenty, right? What what are we saying? Matchbox Twenty's biggest song is. Um, three a.m. Three a.m. Okay, so we're gonna how we're gonna do this is I'm gonna type in three a.m. Matchbox Twenty into YouTube. How many? How many? And we're gonna say we're this is the game. Whoever's closest, not Price is Right, just whoever's closest, how many views does 3AM by Matchbox 20 have on their official Vivo or YouTube? What's your guess? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go 12.4 million. 12.4 million views for 3AM. I'm going to go with ooh, I'm gonna go with 3 million. I feel like Matchbox 20 doesn't have the, uh, the longevity that – that we want them to have. All right. We all, all like, right. We all like smash. Okay. So I'll go to 3 a.m. Matchbox 20. Their official, whatever, official video. They don't even have a Vivo. Oh my God. This is falling apart. Okay. I'll go to the top, top one. Okay. Okay. So the official video. How? Oh man, you killed me. <laughs> so the official video for Matchbox 20 has 90 million views. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. I uh, came out 11 years ago. Okay, so you're first. You, you, you lead us off. Oh, man. Okay. This is, so this is really tough. I, I think, honestly, the number one choice might be the toughest. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go Pavel Datsuk uh, to fill that Inter- number one center. Interesting. That one C hole. Um, okay. I'm glad you did that. Also, we're writing these down because we're both complete losers and want to make sure we do this properly. So, I go next. We're just going to alternate, not a snake, just straight alternate. I'm going to go with Henrik Zetterberg, and there's a reason. Okay. I like that a lot. It's because in my travels, obviously, we're missing the best player, arguably second best player ever in Detroit history here. Yeah. Um, But there's a reason I took Pavel Datsu. It's because in my travels, when I was looking at players, there is no left wings. There's no left wings. There's not very many good ones. So if I can take the biggest one off the board and solidify that position a little bit better than you might be able to, I think that's my strategy here is that I'm going to take by far the best left winger because the names I have written down on my sheet of paper are getting weak. 
Okay, well then I'm going to do uh, the opposite of that and take by far the best player in this entire draft, and that's going to be Nicholas Lidstrom as my number yeah. one defenseman. Um, and that's, that's the problem, is that I took Zetterberg, and he's clearly worse than both players you took. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> like, like I like I, – I honestly, I see what you did with that strategy, and I, I, I find it interesting. Yeah, so – that's the thing is that I, you're going to be struggling for left wingers. Um, obviously, I, I don't – if, like, one of the guys played left wing half the time and right wing, we can just put them wherever. We're going to try to keep it as, as true as we can. But I'm going by hockey reference here. So I am too. I am too. So if anybody gets mad and you're a hockey DV lifer, take it up with them. Yeah, we are both mm. hockey reference guys. We found that out before we really got started here, and that really tickled my fancy, to be quite honest with you. It's great. I can just go on there. I can see when they won the cup. I can see if they're in the Hall of Fame, the rewards, their jersey numbers, all sorts of stuff, possession metrics, all sorts of stuff. Now, I have a, I have a, hard, I have a hard choice to make because by far the best D has been taken. Yes. And everybody else is kind of in a second tier. I've got the best left wing, so I'm not going to grab another one of them for a while. You know what I'm going to do? What he played do? one season in our little parameters. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, but he was over a point a game. Right. And he won the Hart Trophy before this started. He also had made sex with the camera at the All-Star game when he was introduced one year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with <laughs> He's Sergei also my Fedorov favorite Red Wing ever. of all time. Yeah. So Sergey Fedorov, who also plays uh, wing and defense currently, uh, because why not? Because he's a, a boss. Yeah. Uh, dated Anna Kornikova, always a plus. I'm going to go with Sergey Fedorov. So do you have, I don't know if you have it here. Let me pull this up. So Sergey Fedorov's one season that I get credit for. Like we said at the beginning. We, I believe, we're go I believe he had 81 points. He had. Uh, In that season. That I don't want that bum. Get off my team. Where are you? Fedorov. Sergey Fedorov uh, had 83 points in 80 games. 36 goals, 47 assists. If you just want the straight boxcar stats. Uh, Average 21 minutes on ice. <laughs> just, just absolutely nutty. Um, yeah, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going one year of 33. That's crazy. 33 year old Sergei Fedorov was 83 and 80 and averaging over 21 minutes a game. That was the highest. Well, actually that's not true. Cause you probably had more ice time in the earlier years, but still they didn't, they didn't start keeping track of ice time till 98, 99, but in the years that they kept track, that was his highest, uh, ice time per game by far, uh, for the years that remain after that. All right. I like that pick. Um, Okay. I think I'm going to follow your selection of Henrik Zetterberg. I got to grab a left winger because you're right. There are not a lot of options, but one guy who maybe flew under the radar, and I don't know if you even have him on your list, is the current front office executive with the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is Brendan Shanahan uh, who played – through I'm, I'm now pushing this up he is number two on my list there we go i so okay so i'm glad i took that uh brennan shanahan played in detroit through 2006 and uh from 2003 to 2006 three seasons uh he had 202 points in 242 games uh between ages 34 and 37 so pretty impressive stuff there from Brendan Shanahan, I got my left wing or my first line left winger. We each got a really, really capable first line left winger. Uh, yeah. Also, you, you're leaving out uh, that he also had like a hundred pens a year. 
Yes. Because <laughs> if there's one thing Brandon Shanahan did, it was was be dirty as well as score a million goals. He was he was the um I think if anybody resembled like the set not the second coming of, but like if any player from those later Red Wings years or like the 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 most recent dynasty years resembled Gordie Howe, it was Brandon Shanahan. Like nobody encapsulated like that old school hockey legend like Shanny. Yeah, for sure. He, uh, it's, it's a good choice. He was going to be my, I was actually thinking about maybe taking him next just to like completely yeah, lock you. That would have been a good move. That would have yeah. been a great move, but I'm going to go, I'm going to, I don't have, I don't have a D yet. So I'm going to go D and I don't know if he's the next best defenseman. I, I think there's some guys who maybe had shorter tenures that are a little bit better, but this guy played there forever, forever. Is he still on the team? No, I think he possibly died. Um, he threw a hip check so hard he vaporized into space. I'm taking Nicholas Cromwell. Great. I love that. You're getting – he's obviously not Nick Lidstrom, but nobody is. But you're getting solid, solid play from basically every year that this counts. So 03, 04, all the way up to 09, 10. Not a lot of points. He did have 35 points in 07, 08. But that's not why you're taking Nicholas Cromwell. No, no. You're, you're taking, taking him for defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in that same vein, actually – I am going to go ahead and grab another guy off the board who was more of a defensive defenseman. He was a uh, partner to Nicholas Lidstrom in the later years uh, of their career. Uh, former New Jersey Devil. No! Cup-winning no! defenseman with the Detroit Red Wings. It's going to be Brian Rafalski. Uh, I I really think, and, and I don't really think that Brian Rafalski was underappreciated in Detroit, but he was just like, he was like Nick Lidstrom light. Like he, they obviously had very different functions, uh, but Brian Rafalski in the sense that he showed up, did his job, and he didn't really notice him for the good reasons. Like there, it was a good thing that you didn't notice Brian Rafalski a lot of nights still was pretty solid on the power play. Uh, had the first goal against team Canada in the round Robin in 2010, which the United States won five to two, I believe. How many, how many gold like medals that. you guys got? Um, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Brian Rafalski's career accomplishments. So, uh, so yeah, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and shore up my top two pairing with Brian Rafalski. Damn, he was. I, I had him uh, pegged next on my on my board. I figured I didn't know. I knew you would know about him, but I didn't know if you were going to take him um, this early. All right. Well, before we get to your next selection, Kyle, why don't we do ourselves a favor and load up with some built goes? Because I don't know about you, but I'm starting to hit a wall, a little mental wall, a little physical wall. It's I'm exhausted. It's starting to get a little bit late. I think I'm going to go refresh with a built go that's right it comes in an ounce and a half package it's really easy to use i keep it in my desk drawer here so that whenever i start to see myself getting sleepy or start to think that i might not be able to make it through the day i can pull out rip it open and start getting going because built go provide combines energy gel with collagen protein that gets into my system fast it's fast absorbing plus it's easy on the stomach built go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Bilko then kicks me to keep going strong. B6, B12, this stuff literally makes you look better, folks. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. I really can't understand how a company is going to go ahead and sell something to the public that's so good, people probably won't be able to get off of it. And here's the, here's the best part, Kyle. 
If you go to visit, if you visit BuiltGo.com right now and use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off of your next order. So not only are they making this great product, not only are they making it easily available for you to have, easily available for you to take and digest, but they're also going to make it financially easier on you. Uh, when you go to BuiltGo.com right now, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off. One more time, promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, jumping right back into it here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're joined by Kyle Demetrius. We are trying to see who can draft the best teams uh, using only players who are on the Red Wings from 2003 to 2010. Uh, I have made three selections, I believe. Yeah, yep. or no, four selections. No, you made three. Uh, oh, yeah, no, Rafalski. I. Yeah, and you're about to make your fourth. Uh, I've got Shanahan at left wing, Datsuk at center, Lidstrom at D, Rafalski at D. Kyle has Fedorov at center, Zetterberg at left wing, and Nicholas Cronwall at D. So, you jacked my guy. This is two times in a row you jacked my guy. So I'm gonna remember, go. Off remember what I said about being frustrated about going first because it made I I was I lied about that. I'm very happy I got to go first. I feel like I have a huge advantage. Yeah, in in a, in a two person back and forth, uh, it's tough. You gotta you gotta try to eke out along the margins. So that's what I'm gonna do. Nobody's taken a right winger yet. No. And and I'm I, about I, to explain why after you do this because none of them are good. So Detroit has Detroit has centers. And they have some good D, but they mostly have centers. <laughs> Detroit subscribed to the San Jose Sharks model of just drafting centers and moving to the link. Now, with that being said, I'm once again going for peak performance here, and I'm torn between two guys. Okay. One, by all accounts, is a POS in real life. The other is a pretty good guy. One played for two years, one played for one year. So this I is going to predict... What? Are you, are you picking the, between Brett Hall and Marion Hosa? Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. So I don't know who I want. And I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the worst person. I'm going to go with Brett Hall. So Brett Hall played for two seasons, and he put up points of 76 points in 82 games and then 68 points in 81 games is 38 and 39. Really, had 37 goals and 25 goals. Really, really good. The guy's a professional goal scorer. I guess I'm getting power play points as well. I think that two years of high output like that is a little bit better than Hosa's one, but I think they're almost even. Like, I think if you take one, getting the other guy is, is the same. I know Hosa was on the cup winning team, but I guess... Uh, he was not. He was on the cup losing oh, team. Oh, right. He lost two years in a row. That's correct. So I don't want losers on my team. Brett Hall's a winner multiple times over, but not in this exercise. So I'll take, I'll take Brett Hall. Kind of weird. My team's kind of strange, but are you All taking right. Marion Hosa? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I am actually going to go ahead and uh, take Hosa for the exact reason that you mentioned. They don't have a lot of right wingers or, or really anybody outside of center. Um, <laughs> that's really like super desirable who's left on the board. Marion Hosa is one year in Detroit, 40 goal scorer. Easy. Bada bing, bada boom. Wish you could have kept him, but, uh, you know, things play out how they do. Yeah, that's the problem. And when I when I dove into this, is that there's not a lot of not a lot of options on the wing. Um, like for instance, his left wing, I can't I can't do it. I can't take him. Okay, this is this is this is gonna hurt because I don't think this guy's totally that great. But again, he plays left wing. 
I'm getting some decent seasons out of him. I'm taking Thomas Holmstrom on the left wing. I love that a lot. I like that a lot, a lot. So he doesn't have the – so my first bunch of picks uh, – You know what? Wall, you know what? That is, that is a pick that anybody outside of Detroit would find weird, but anybody inside Detroit knows exactly why you're taking it. So if you go by the years – so he played in Detroit his whole career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 96, 97 to 11, 12. Everybody kind of knows who he is, but if you go by the years that we're doing this, 40 points, 30, 59, 52, 40, 37, 45. Um, you're getting a one, two, three, four, five time 20 goal score and one time 30 goal score, also 29. Um, yeah, I don't have to explain to Red Wings fans why Thomas Holmstrom is a pretty good left wing. Uh, he's just opposite of the Fedorov, Zetterberg, Hall, peak, peak, peak. Uh, that I've yeah. gone with, but there's not and, as as you could attest. My other choice was going to be Luke Robitaille, and he was kind of garbage. Well, he does. He wouldn't season. count. He, oh wait, was he on? He o, was, was in he the O two O three season. Okay, oh, all right, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we we specifically did the O two O three season on because Kyle thought that it would be cheating if we did the O one O two season as well. When you, when you um, purchase cups, it's a little uh, also. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it was purchasing cups. I mean, the core was there. They just added some, <laughs> some key pieces. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I like your Thomas Holmstrom pick a lot. One other place where he uh, excels, obviously, and is a massive, massive weapon is on the power play. Uh, so he brings a lot more, I think, to your team than, than would just show – than the stat show. He's definitely an all-time intangibles kind of guy. My top uh, – my power play right now is Holmstrom Hull on the wings, Fedorov doing whatever he wants, and Zetterberg chilling out there. That's a good power play. I don't really have a I don't really have a D power Cron- play. Cronwell like can Cronwell can work the power play. True. I think there's some better guys coming up that that'll be a little bit better. Um, but Cronwell's not the worst. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I totally bluffed bluffed my hand when we were talking about right wings. Uh, one of the guys who you failed to mention was the reason that Marion Hosa did not get paid by the Detroit Red Wings. It's Johan Franzen. Now he had his breakout I met, I year as a center. You had him as a, a center. Is he a right wing? I believe so. I have him as a as a. Oh, I, I have, have him down. I have some places mule. he's a left wing. Some place he's a right wing. Okay, so I'm just an idiot. Um, he's listed as a left wing, but I'll let you have right wing. You know better than I do. I had him down. Uh, the no, mule. no. I mean, I, I don't really know better than you do. I just thought that I read that he was a right wing in the season that I was looking at. Um. Should we should we count this? Does that count? Yeah, why not? We're we're I'm, like I'll, I'll take him at either wing. That that's the thing. Like he's I think, listed as a center, but it doesn't matter. Take him as right wing. Um, that's okay. fine by me. If he plays, if he played, you would know if he plays. Shoots left though. Hmm. Where hmm. did I see that he was a right wing? His voting history. Hey oh. So he's listed as a center, the first two seasons. Uh, and a center again. I think he's a center, my guy. He's on NHL.com, Hockey Reference. Uh, both have him at left wing. Uh, oh, he's hockey. a right wing in 2009. 2008, 2009. Yeah, which is the prime years of Johan Franzen. Okay, cool. And so then, I feel, I feel oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, is, where did he go? Is he not on the team in 09, Dan? No, he was. Uh, he's a center. So he played right wing for one year, but we'll take it. I'll allow it. All right. Uh, so I was specifically looking at that 08, 09 year, which is probably why that popped up as a right winger. Um, so yeah, Johan Franzen again, uh, his best stats wise, like 
full season. Uh, that 08-09, uh, 59 points in 71 games. Another thing about Johan Franzen, like Thomas Holmstrom, all-time intangibles guy. You can't – like anybody who entered the league after 2005 and then chose not to wear a visor is a certified psycho. Uh, Franzen, one of I, – I, just, a, just a sadder story, battle concussions, not in a very good place these days. Uh, but he had some of the most electric moments in uh, Red Wings playoff history. He had nine goals in a four-game sweep of the Colorado Avalanche in 2009, I believe it was. Um, just an absolute monster of a playoff year. Let me see how many he had that year. Also, um, all-time nickname, the Mule. Great. The Mule, another, yeah, a great nickname. Uh, so 07, 08, 18 points in 16 games, 08, 09, 23 points in 23 games. Uh, so just those two years, unfortunately, the reason Marion Hosa could not get paid, uh, his career kind of dwindled after that. But if I'm taking peak Franzen and I'm taking the Franzen from 08 to 2010, I think that's a deal I make every single time. Yeah, and you get those younger years too, which obviously he's not – he's still pretty decent yeah. um, developing his own. That's a, that's a good pick. I had him at center. He was going to be my next center choice um, off the board, but that, that's a good pick. So with you doing that, I'm going to grab a D partner for Nicholas Cron. Well, all, we're also not taking account in a hand for the D's. That's just insane. That's ludicrous. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to take a guy that maybe is kind of underrated with Detroit. Can I guess? Uh, he, Can I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Are you taking Matthew Schneider? Of course. I love he that. Was never be- he was never better than when he was with uh, Detroit. Uh, also, his name is spelled from French way and he's straight up from like New York. <laughs> yeah he's from new york new york yeah he's an american guy <laughs> makes no sense i think i also conflate the fact that he's french because he was drafted by montreal and played with montreal for a while yeah uh, in in the late 80s early 90s so when he gets traded to detroit in the year that we're starting to do this and he plays 13 games to seven points but the next year he comes back 46 points in 78 games and 59 points in 72 and then 52 points in 68 games he had yeah. 20 goals in the 0506 season mm-hmm my power play is now Zetterberg, Fedorov, Hall, Holmstrom, and Schneider. Uh, that's really good. Cronwell and Schneider, one can play offense, one can play defense. Matthew Schneider is, is kind of underrated for his whole career. I agree. Um, he wasn't very good after he left Detroit, but he was also like 38, 39, 40. Um, yeah, Matthew Schneider is a, a good defenseman, and, and anybody who watched those aughts, uh, Red Wings guys, was he on the top pair with Lidstrom? Um, I, I don't really remember to be quite honest, but I would imagine he was, I guess you could look that up by just looking at the ice time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, I, I just figured he, he might be, uh, where's time on ice. He was playing 24 and a half minutes every year. He was in Detroit. Yeah. It's a lot of ice time. So there you go. Matthew Schneider for me. All right. Um, I am going to go, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a goalie off the board. Damn it. I am going to go. Don't take with, mine. With Jimmy Howard. Yes, you didn't take mine. Okay, good. I have a feeling that you're going to take Manny oh. Legacy. Nope, but don't keep guessing because okay, I don't have to take a goal until right. the end. I, I, so I, I guess I'll explain this pick later. But Manny Legacy was was my number two, I think, in this band. I, I like Chris Osgood. I like me some Dominic Kosick. Those one of those guys might be your pick, uh, but in the end, Jimmy Howard, his first, his rookie season with the Red Wings, uh, finished second in Calder voting, and this was 2009 2010, so got it right, you know, perfectly timed out. 
63 games played, 37 and 15, a 924 save percentage and 2.26 GAA, uh, which is the only sample that I'm getting. So that is the that is that is what my goal. You get rookie Jimmy is. Howard. I get rookie Jimmy best. Howard. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> that's unreal. So that's that's where I'm going to go with that one. My goalie is off the board. So I don't have to take a goalie until the end. Uh, so I'm not going to telegraph who I'm going to take, but I think I think I think you uh, fudge that one up. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. This so we, a... Okay. So we have like let's 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 run it through real quick. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks made. We or actually, okay, you go next, and then I once the round next. is done, then we'll reset because yeah. we'll each have full seven picks made. Yeah. I don't know if I can take this guy. Hmm. He's kind of bad. I don't need a left wing. Huh. Wait, can I wait? Ha- yeah. Question: yeah. Can I move yeah. Franz into my left wing then? No. Even though I selected him as a right a wing, ca- a card laid is a card played. All right, fair enough. All right, <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah, that's okay. We're making this up as we go along. Yeah, do exactly. I take, do I take another one year guy, or do I take? An Ooh, another one-year guy. There's there's a one-year guy that I, I really like, um, but I don't know if he was good enough to really give me the juice. But at the same time, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking Steve Eiserman. Wow. So that was really mean. So I have your two <laughs> favorite, do I have your two favorite players of all time now? Um, <laughs> Zetterberg and or Fedorov and Eiserman. So yeah, and Zetterberg. I mean, I had Zetterberg yeah. jerseys and. So, oh Fe- so Feder- Federberg. So, Iserman, I get him for his 16 games in 0203 at 37 years old, where he does nothing. Who cares? But then he comes back in 0304 and puts up 51 points in 75 games as a 38 year old. And then he comes back after the lockout for one more season 61 games, 34 points. Now, you're not really going all in on Steve Iserman's regular season points there. I mean, it is what it is. But he's the heart and soul of post-Gordie Howe yes. Detroit hockey. I know. He almost got traded because he was a bum and couldn't win. And then he scored a top cheese goal against St. Louis and changed the narrative. And from then on, he was a boss. So that, that, actually, did not change, that, that actually did not change the narrative. That this happened in 1995. Narrative. This is my narrative. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> I'm enough. Building my fair team. enough. Go ahead. Um, he's a multi-time cup winner, but I don't get those. He puts up five points in 11 playoff games, but then in 0506, he puts up four points in four games uh, before they're eliminated. But I'm getting everything that is I good. I believe that was the year he took the uh, puck off the eye, too. He's a boss. He is the boss. He's he, the greatest he's, Detroit Red Wing, in my opinion. Uh, I know he's old, but he can rally the troops. If he gets injured, you can do it for Steve. Yeah, absolutely. It's, there's, a lot of, there, there's a lot of things going on with Steve Yezierman. It's 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 good times. So I'm, I'm sorry. Take, I'm did, take how did you pronounce that? Have you never seen when they go to the Clinton White House? Oh and yeah, Bill yeah, 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 yeah. Steve yeah. Yeah, it's the best. So yeah, I'm I'm taking Eiserman, which means that my top two centers are Fedorov and Eiserman, and I am rock hard over here. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna finish this off. You have taken two left wings, right? Yes. So I've got two centers. Oh, you know who I could have taken as a right winger is Todd Bertuzzi. Uh-huh. I still need a right winger, so. All right, we'll add him to your list. Um, 
All right. I'm going to do something kind of weird to, to end this. Um, I end this. We still got some D picks going. No, no. To, I, I, I'm going to, I know, but I'm going to do something weird. Uh, all right. So in the, so I, okay, actually let's, let's revisit the picks. Sorry. So we have, uh, I have Shanahan at left wing, Datsuk at center. I need another centerman and another left wing. I got Hosa and Franzen at right wing. I'm good there. And then I got Lidstrom and Rafalski at D. I need two more defensemen. Then I have Howard at goaltender. Uh, run us through yours real quick. I have – so my top line is Zetterberg at left, Fedorov at center, Hull at right wing. Then my second line is uh, Holmstrom at left, Iserman at center, and I need another right wing. And then I have Cronwall and Schneider at D, and I need 2D, uh, and I don't have a goalie yet. All right. I am going to round out my center position by getting just a little bit weird. Um, Are you taking so, my dude, Igor? In the – no, I, I thought about it. In the 03-04 season, the Washington Capitals became the first team – to trade a player who led the league in scoring. Do you know who that player is? Did they trade him to Detroit? They traded him to the Detroit Red Wings. In In exchange for, I believe it was, I think this was the deal that got the pick that ended up being Mike Green and uh, Tomas Fleischman. And I believe there was another piece to it too, but I can't remember. In 03-04? I believe that's when it was. It might have been just 2004. They traded the guy that – because from Washington, traded the guy – is it Peter Bondra? It is Robert Lang. No! Robert Lang in 03-04 uh, had 74 points in 63 games, uh, 62 points in 72 games and at, at, as a 35-year-old, uh, and then 52 points in 81 games – uh in 2005 2006 52 and 81 the following year after that to round it out so (laughs) robert lang uh all-time beauty also i have always thought this but never brought it up publicly we all agree he is a doppelganger of yarmir yager right like why don't people talk about that more (laughs) They're they're, they're the same exact person Am I wrong? I, I need to Google while we're on air here, Robert Lang, because I forget. I know Robert Lang was always a good guy to get in like the old NHL games because he was always like an idiot. Yeah, he looks – they could definitely be brothers. Yeah, A hundred percent. They could be twins. Yeah, look at that, man. Look yes! at that, man. Yes, they're the same person. Go look up – this is bad radio. Go look up a picture of Robert Lang and Yarmir Yager, and, and they played on the same – They're both Czech. Air. Yeah, and did they uh, – was Yager still on Pittsburgh in the late 90s? Like 98? Yes, because he, he won the heart in 98, right? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. So I guess they did play uh, with each other for a little while in Pittsburgh, which makes it even a little weirder, to be quite honest. Huh. Um, all right, so my center position is rounded out. I need a left wing and two defensemen. I need a right winger and two defensemen, and I'm honestly struggling to come up with some D here. This is the problem: is that 
Detroit's had some good D, but they've also had some like random guys, and I don't know which random guy I want the most. Hmm. I do I take Chris Chelios? He's old and he doesn't do much. Is the problem? I, hmm. Hmm. There's a bunch of guys that like I, I refuse to take Brett Labda just out of like the spirit of having a good hockey team. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I'm not choosing him in, in any possible way. Oh, there's a bunch of guys that are old. And this is the problem is that like, I don't really know which guy I should take just because there's so many random guys and I have a couple written down, but I don't know if I want these guys. You know what? I'm going to take Matthew Dandino. Um, I don't even know how to spell Dandino. There we go. So I'm going to take Matthew Dandino. He's not very good. Um, <laughs> That's an incredible, <laughs> incredible selection. Never in a million years did I, I – that might be the first time that Matthew Dandino has been referenced on this podcast. So did I make a mistake? Was he only there for two, two years? No, he's there for more years. So, oh, damn. Yeah, he was only there for two years of Matthew Dandino. Well, well – you, may, you win some, you lose some. So I get him for 0203 and 0304. He's 26 and 27. Uh, puts up 19 points and 12 points. That's not really why I'm taking him. Plays uh, 19 minutes and then 13 minutes. Boy, this is a terrible selection. Let's just move on. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty bad selection. I am going to also but find find better defensemen because Chris Jones is a bump. So I'm a, I'm about to take a defenseman too, who's really really off the board, and that is going to be Yuri Fisher. Okay, so I saw him. He's young. He's young on this team. He is very young on this team, but he's got a high ceiling. Unfortunately, for those who don't remember, Yuri Fisher had the tragic accident on the bench where his heart pretty much stopped, uh, and he never really played hockey again. Uh, but he was a really, really good, young, interesting, exciting player that the Red Wings had. He won a cup with them in uh, 2002. Two, I believe. Well, he only played eight games that year. Or no, he played 80 games that year. Okay, so yeah. Uh, Yuri Fisher, he won a couple of them in 02. Um, only played oh, three seasons after that, obviously shortened because uh, of that freaky, freaky moment. I remember that like it was yesterday, to be quite honest with you still. Um, 6'5", 225 pounds, just a man. Uh, he He would have been on that blue line for a very, very long time had that not happened to him. So I'm going to go with Yuri Fisher. I like his upside. Uh, yeah. That you never can acquire. Yeah. What do you, what do you got for me? Uh, okay. So I need, what do I need left here? I need a, I need right a left wing. wing and a defenseman. I need a right wing, a D and a goalie. So I'm going to take that goalie last. I think I got to grab another D before you can grab a D. Ugh, maybe it is Brett Leb to time. Who's this guy? Maybe it is Chris Chelio's time. Honestly. Eh. See, the problem is that none of them are putting up points, but I don't really need them for points. Where's the Darian Hatchers on this team? I'm going, like I'm, to, I'm going to uh, commit a – I think <laughs> – I think I'm going to commit a self – or a sacrilegious act here with my next pick, but we're going we're gonna to see what happens. <laughs> Maybe I can take him first and spare you from your audience. Maybe I will be taking Brett Lebda. Cheese. Oh, no, this is real bad. Brett Lebda only played seven years in the league. 
I can't, I can't. He did, he did score in the Winter Classic in his hometown of Chicago. Brett Lebsta, Brett Lebsta is also Lebda is also famous for. He was on a Leafs team. He's on the Leafs one year, and they won like eight one or something like that, or eight two, and he was a minus two. <laughs> Even though they scored That's like pretty eight bad. goals. Um, yeah, so plus minus is dumb. Do I take Danny Markov was only on there for one season? Uh, okay, I'm going to take Chris Chelios. He's old, but he's a warrior. I can count on him in the clutch. Uh, I only get him for a few seasons uh, right at the end. Uh, but, I mean, really, that's not what you're taking him for. I wish I could get his his uh, his uh, his Nora, Norai. Also, I have a team very heavy in Americans. It's not like me. Um, so I get Chris Chelios for... One, two, three, four, five, six years. He is aged 41 to 47. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot believe. You're going to be so mad that you took him after I make my next selection. Oh, no. Who did you're I gonna, miss? Kyle you're Quincy? You're going to lose your mind. No, it's Is it somebody worse. from the 2 3 season? No. Oh. And you're going to – you know what's really upsetting? What? I love him. He's a shark. Is it Brad Stewart? It's Brad Stewart. Nah, I don't care about Brad Stewart. He went two overall. What a terrible choice. Brad Stewart, uh, he was really like the number three defenseman on those Red Wings teams, like at the end of the aughts. And even in their like early 2010s, uh, I believe he had like two seasons from – or four seasons, five, four and a half seasons, something like that. Uh, Brad Stewart, really, really good defenseman. He was like he was like a blend. Like he could hit like Cromwell – uh, he could, you know, skate like Cronwell, but then he had like also brought some other things to his game too. Uh, Brad Stewart, I loved him as a Red Wing. Um, I forgot about him. I when I was making this list, he was kind of just a last minute person that I found. Well, because you only get him for two seasons, and he had fifteen points and twenty points. It doesn't matter. I'm taking him for his defensive capabilities. I guess. And uh, the illustrious career in Teal. Uh, no, you don't get that. Get out of here. No, when, no, when like like I remember when Brad Stewart went back to the Sharks, it was like really disappointing because like it was like, dang, that sucks that we lost Brad Stewart. So, really? Yeah. Because I definitely the attitude in San Jose was, why are we getting this old ass man back? <laughs> really? Well, I mean, like it was still, yeah. I don't know. I I really liked Brad Stewart while he was here. What we're saying is that the the defense really falls off. Yes. 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 I, and as a matter of fact, as I'm looking through these rosters, I'm genuinely wondering how this team won a Stanley Cup. It rhymes, with, it rhymes with Miklas Schmidstrom. Yeah. No, I know. No, I know. That's the only reason why. Oh. He should be – he should win – he should have won MVP every single year. Uh, he should have won way more Norris than he did. Even though he won, he's tied for the record. I think he's, I think he's deserving – I, I think if there's any defenseman who could give you an MVP, it's him. Like he truly is the most valuable player. Yeah. So the last to defenseman to win MVP would be Chris Pronger in '99. Which is kind of which is kind of silly, in my opinion. I think a, a a number a true number one defenseman is still better than a number one. For, I don't know. I don't you, know. it's silly because like Eric Carlson in 2000 and whatever, and well, Eric Carlson in any number of years could have won yeah. MVP and probably should have won MVP. It's right. weird that they don't give MVP to defensemen who are, who are having these, these just outstanding seasons. 
Um, like Chris Pronger is obviously a Hall of Famer and one of the best defensemen ever. He also played with Al McKinnis, who won the Norris either the year before or the year yeah. after. So yeah. that makes his case a little bit less good. But um, there's no reason that it should be 21 years since the defenseman won the heart. And two I goalies agree. have won in that time. Like Theodore and Price have both won the heart, which I think is fair that we have some goalies mixed in. I don't think it should just be strictly a forward I agree. award. I agree. Same way that the Selkie or uh, the Lady Bing should be given to some defensemen. Yeah, yeah, like, no, that too. Who don't like Mark Edward Vlasi? I know it's Sharks, but he took like four minutes or six minutes in penalties a couple years ago. Which is he more plays impressive against, than, a, than a forward doing. Yeah, because he plays against the top guys. He was like a number one shutdown defenseman in the league. So I, I think there's some flaws, and I, I agree with you that. And he plays. And he probably plays five to eight extra minutes a night. Yeah, because he plays penalty kill power without play. the puck. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, I agree. You so, have two picks left. I have one. I so I'm going to take my bad. right winger, and it came down to between two guys. I'm not taking Todd Bertuzzi because you get one year and you get 44 points of Todd Bertuzzi. Also, I don't like Todd Bertuzzi. Because um, he had the nastiest uh, spinorama goal from the blue line backhand on Antti Niemi. Mostly because he broke a dude's neck and isn't sorry about it. Uh, no, he's sorry about it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jury's out on Todd. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a different guy, kind of a Detroit notable infamous. He's like in the Darren McCarty realm where you know him as a Red Wing, even though he played in a bunch of different places. Um, Darren Helm is another one of these guys. Kirk Darren Helm's only played for the Red Wings. Dan Cleary. That's what I'm saying. Like all these guys are just oh, random. Oh, 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 oh. Mikhail yeah. Samuelson. All these guys are just random Detroit guys that you only really associate with Detroit, regardless. Yeah, of correct. Yuri Hoodler. That's who I'm taking. So I'm oh, taking perfect. Yuri Hoodler at right wing because – I get him for a bunch of seasons. So I get him for one, two, three, four, five seasons. Um, for some reason, he doesn't play in the NHL in 2010-11. I don't know, but I don't get him. In, or 9 hey, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Yuri Hoodler doesn't play in the league in 09-10. Don't know why. Um, I think I – honestly, I don't remember. I think I think he might have some, some criminal history, actually. So he, he's 46. <laughs> so – He's terrible as a rookie. Plays three points in twelve games. Don't and then quote 05, me on 06. that. He has, yeah. Uh, he plays four games. Then, as a twenty-three-year-old, 06 and seven, he puts up twenty-five points in seventy-six games. Good. Then forty-two points, and then fifty-seven points in eighty-two games. He has twenty-three goals and thirty-four assists. I'm getting it's, the best possible version of Yuri Hoodler. It's not a bad pick at all. And there's it's not, not a, a ton of re- like I was thinking. It really came down between him, uh, Dan Cleary, who just never really amounted to anything more than like an okay guy in the third line, I don't think. Maybe. No, Didn't no. Really have big he, he was goals. like – he was like, he was very much like a Chris Draper kind of guy. Like he would have – like there was – so fun fact about Dan Cleary is that in 2008-2009, he had the highest plus minus for any – highest playoff plus minus for any Red Wings player ever. Really? Because he played on a line with Johan Franzen, but nevertheless, like just like interesting. He also had the cup – or the clinching goal in the – conference semifinals against the Ducks scored it on Jonas Hiller like three minutes left that was electric uh Dan Cleary a lot of good memories associated with that guy yeah but not a lot like he wasn't he wasn't better than Hoodler at his peak no correct I the the guy I really came down to too easy but also Mikhail Samuelson would have been my other choice I think um a little bit better than people remember probably but ultimately not that great I I think he well Okay, actually, no, I think you're right. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, I think, I think uh, Darren McCarty is an obvious 
choice. But then I think of those, what he was in those years, and he was only a Red Wing for not long. Not long. So Darren McCarty was uh, he was a Red Wing for a long time, but yes. you only get him for o two o three and o three o four, and he's at this point on his way out the league. Um, he comes oh, back actually, and wins another you cup. Get him o seven o eight and o eight o nine, where he played sixteen games across two two uh, two regular seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, if you take McCarty, you're taking. If we were doing a bigger team, McCarty would be taken, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like in a team where you're going for skill and top two lines, McCarty just. Can't hack it. So, uh, Yuri Hoodler. Okay. I'm going to go. I, I so, think what do this, you need? You, this is your last pick, right? I only need a left wing. I'm going to go with Lucky Kirk Luke. Malpe. I don't, Kirk? No, nah, yeah. Luke, the Luke Robitaille season that I would have been getting was like 20 points in 80 it was games. Bad. It was bad. It was it not was great. Um, Kirk Malpe, you're never going to set the world on fire. But I also don't have a lot of role players on my team, so I like what he brings – uh, by way of grit and intangibles. Uh, and you need a utility guy out here, and Kirk Malpy's going to be uh, that guy for me in the top six. You're also getting his two best seasons, 0203 and 0304. Yes. And then Where... he has four straight seasons of 11 points. Yes. <laughs> but he was always <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not a great pick, but it is what it is at this point in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not you're not really going for, <laughs> for anything other than like your team's pretty stacked. So yeah, um, so that means I'm the last guy, right? Yep. And I have to take a goalie. So I think there's two obvious candidates, and it's not Manny Lagos. Legacy. Curtis Joseph is a good selection because no, you get him not. in O two O three. Years. He won thirty four games. He went thirty four nineteen Look and at six that save with percentage, a though. nine twelve. Okay. And then he had a 909 the next year in 1610 and three in 31 games. That's not, that's not that bad. If you look at it, um, that that's, that's like pretty decent, but the guy I'm taking is the greatest goaltender to ever, ever put on skates. Yeah. And it's Dominic Hasek. Yeah. So I'm getting split decision years actually here. So in Oh three Oh four. Oh, I don't get Oh one Oh two. Damn. Correct. Well, this really blows a hole in my argument. So, in 0304, <laughs> at 39 years old, he goes 8-3-2. and two. But anyway, he comes back. He goes to Ottawa for one year. Then he comes back in 06-07. He goes 38-11-6 as a 42-year-old with a 9-13 save percentage. And then at a 43-year-old, he goes 27-10-3, 9-02 save percentage. Um, I don't get that 41-game uh, season. But whatever. I'm taking the Dominator. So, that year, he split time with Chris Osgood. It was very much a... Uh, tandem type of deal. Uh, Dominic Hasek started the playoffs. They started getting pumped by Nashville. Chris Osgood took over in game two or game three. Uh, and the rest is history. They go on to win another cup. Dominic Hasek never plays another game in the NHL ever again. So that was how uh, his career came to an end. I don't, I don't hate this election. I just think that you're not really getting good years from Dominic Hasek. And I mean, I'm getting the, I'm getting the one year where he goes, uh, 38, 11, and 6 in 06, 07. Yeah, which is not bad. But I, I'll take my 924 save percentage from rookie Jimmy Howard. Who who are you trusting more? You need you need a game on the line. Rookie Jimmy Howard. I was no. I was such a huge Jimmy Howard fan. True, but I am taking the best goalie. Okay, okay. Yeah, but not in his prime. I'm taking the best goalie to ever live in 2010. 
which is which if we're taking well, the carry, average of what he did didn't carry price exist in 2010 i believe he did yeah but i don't um, think he was on the same level as jimmy howard uh mm, it's tough it's think... tough to mention those two guys in the same breath <laughs> That's a, that's a really good takeaway is that Jimmy Carey Price wasn't on the same level as uh, – just for posterity, what what year was this? It was 09-10? Yeah. Uh, Carey Price went 39-13 and 12, 20, uh, five ties, 9-12 save percentage. What did Montreal do that year? Because they're probably just absolute trash. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Howard. They went 39-33 and 10. So. Jimmy Howard, on the other hand, 37-15 and 10 with a 9-24 save percentage. Uh, I like, I like it. I like what I got in goal. I gotta say. Um, perfect. So let's run through our, our, our teams real quick and then we got to wrap it up because I'm yep. pretty sure this has been an hour long podcast at this point. Uh, I got Shanahan and Maltby at left wing Datsuk and Robert Lang up the middle at center Hosa and Franzen on the right wing Lidstrom and Yuri Fisher Rafalski and Brad Stewart on D Jimmy Howard and Ned. I got, oh man, my team is way more hilarious. I got, <laughs> I got Zetterberg and Holmstrom on left wing, Fedorov and Iserman in center, Brett Hall and Yuri Hoodler on right wing, and then I have, oh man, Nicholas Cronwall and Matthew Schneider, and then Matthew Dandino and Chris Chelios. Yeah, your first then, pairing, not bad. Your second pairing, you... I, hey, your second pairing is at the shooting wall. the lights out either. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the uh, Dominator. You're sure impressed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I have Dominic Isaac in that, so... Oh, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. Go uh, go follow us on Twitter, at LO underscore Red Wings. Go follow them on Twitter, at Lockdown Sharks. We're going to put out a poll tomorrow. You can tell us which team uh, you thought was composed that was uh, that was better I had a lot of fun doing this. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us, filling in for Ethan. Hopefully he comes down off that trip soon. Uh, and we, we look forward to getting him back on the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Oh, one more thing. Since we have you here, let's make this announcement. Let's say in two weeks, you are going to be coming on to this show and we are going to do a documentary review of the 30 for 30 on John Spano scamming the Islanders and the National Hockey League and buying a professional sports team without actually having any money. If you have ESPN Plus, just go to the app. It's on demand. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. Extremely digestible. Uh, I've already watched it. I've already taken extensive notes. I'll probably watch it again. But this is your warning that you now have two, 10 to 14 days to watch this documentary before uh, Ethan, Kyle, and I talk about it on the podcast. We're going to go over it. So that's your homework. Uh, have you have you done any – have you looked into this at all since we kind of uh, decided that this is the direction we were going to go, Kyle? Uh, I saw it when it came out, and then I was reading about it again, and the man is insane. It's insane. like Literally it was, insane. Like, like anytime you watch a 30 for 30, you know it's going to be good and mind-blowing and like, oh, holy crap. But, like, this was truly – like, it was that, plus it was like – I just can't believe this. <laughs> like it was, it was like a very genuine curiosity as to how all of this actually transpired. Yeah. It's, it's, he's not Dean Spanos. What's his name? John Spanos. John, John Spano. Spano. Um, I just, this happened in 1996. This didn't happen in 1966. Yes. 1996. You were born. Yeah. I was seven. Barely. Like, well, when in 1996? I was born in 19. I don't know. Around then. I was born Barely. in August. Um, 
Oh man, the best part is, is that he's still getting charged with criminal charges up to the to like today. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of one of the Wikipedia's uh, columns is interest in Dallas Stars before he even purchases the New York Islanders. Oh, he so. tries to buy the Florida Panthers as well, as we uh, find out in the documentary. <sighs> Uh, just good times there's a legacy section i'm excited to dive into <laughs> called the spano fiasco so this happened in our lifetimes like this is a thing that yes. people should know yeah. about so i'm pumped uh, the, much better than operation Slapshot. one of the quotes uh of the documentary that may have to go overlooked is he did try to buy the dallas stars and the dallas stars immediately were like oh this guy's a fraud and then Jim Lights, who is the uh, former Red Wings executive who was basically the guy to smuggle uh, <laughs> or to coordinate the defection of Sergei Fedorov, he just goes, they didn't even call us. And that was, that was pretty much the, the – Jim Lights could have stopped it all, but they did not call Jim Lights. Hilarity ensues. Gary Bettman looks like a giant idiot. And uh, – yeah, I don't know. It's good stuff. So go check that out. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with a How Do You Feel About a Friday. Rate, review, subscribe. I don't know if Ethan's going to be back for that, uh, but we will have Matt Shook from the Locked On Pistons podcast joining us uh, to talk about what he's got coming up, whether the NHL can get their shit together with the schedule, et cetera, et cetera. So going to be lots of fun. See you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.